Welcome to Gladiatrix. I am woman and hear me roar. I'm your host, Malini Sarma. Every week, I will be speaking with women from all over the world who will be sharing their journeys, their stories about overcoming their fears and achieving great things that they thought they never could. So if you don't want to miss a story, make sure you subscribe. Before we talk about today's show, I would like to say thank you to all my guests who have been featured on the Gladiatrix podcast to date. I have a dream. There are 193 countries in the United Nations, and I have a dream that I can host at least one woman from every country in the world on this podcast. That is 193 countries, 193 stories, on 193 shows. So if you know of somebody who should be featured on the show, please drop me a note. I would really appreciate it. This is a special episode dedicated to On Deck. What is On Deck, you ask? Simply put, it is a place where top talent come together to create something phenomenal, surrounded by an amazing community. I had the opportunity to be part of On Deck's first ever Build Weekend. For four days, teams of six or less come together from all over the world, bringing their talents to create something beautiful that could make a difference in today's world. The three teams that I spoke with were building products that really resonated with me. What impressed me was the way they approached the problem and what they were trying to build. In this episode, you will meet Sandy Kwan. Sandy is a Korean-American who was raised by her grandmother right outside of D.C. Today, she lives in San Francisco and is the brain behind Soundboard, an enterprise-level application that tracks diversity, equity, and inclusion. She is part of OnDeck Founders and is still looking for a technical co-founder. Bilal Tariq, originally from Pakistan, born in Dubai, and currently lives in Canada. He brought his team together to create a social app called Shuffle that makes your world a lot smaller and a whole lot friendlier. And finally, you will meet Paula Hernandez-Forero, along with her co-founder, Jackie Newman, brought together an all-woman team to create Yaya, an application that was built by women for women to talk about women's issues. You will also hear from Kylie Smith, who was part of the build team for Yaya. All three teams pitched their ideas on Saturday. Two of them made it to the finals on Sunday, and one of them won. This is their story. Hey, Sandy, thank you so much for being part of the show. I'm really excited for the listeners to listen to hear what you have to say about your amazing product. Oh, thanks so much, Malini. It's so nice to, to meet you and to be a part of your show. Oh, you're very welcome. So 
This past weekend has been simply phenomenal. I've been blown away by some of the ideas that came, you know, that people came up with and how they presented and the, and, and, uh, and the teams that won. So when you started, because you are part of ODF 8, right? Mm-hmm. And you're still going through this the newest cohort. So when you were part of uh, your cohort that was building, did you know your team members? Um, so actually, interestingly enough, Philip, who was our engineer on our team, he's also part of ODF 8 with me. I met him on Twitter a couple weeks before the program started mm-hmm. and reached out. And he and I and a few other folks, um, shout out to Brom Rhodes and Suraj, um, we met, you know, on Google Meets before the program just to say hi and get our initial nerves out. But he's the only individual I knew before. And then we had another woman um, from cohort seven who actually serendipitously led the carpool on um, kickoff for me and Philip. And then we had a, another individual named Sam who is part of the first cohort for the first uh, first 50 program. So I only knew Philip, met Jen on day one, and then was introduced to Sam through the, um, I guess, like the pairing system. Um, but yeah, I got super lucky with the team. That's awesome. So now when you started, did you already know what you were going to build? Or did you kind of have to kind of, you know, hash it out and come up with a list and take a poll and all that kind of thing? How did you come up with your idea? Yeah, so I, I took a brazen approach. I think there were a few other folks that did this, but I had been working on a thesis for a few months. And I was like, you know what, feel fast, right? So I submitted it as a project to host during Global Build Weekend and managed to get a small team together. When Jen had reached out, she and Sam, um, the individual from First 50 and Jen is from Cohort 7, the two of them were interested in joining forces because they were also were interested in pursuing a project around inclusion or DE&I in the workplace. Um, so we joined forces and then kind of just voted on uh, the thesis we wanted to you know, to pursue or gra- and which one we gravitated towards. And fortunately, it was mine. I think both ideas were really great. Would love to have pursued both. But um, in the end, you know, we were strapped for time and decided just to pursue my project. Um, and when when we decided to do that, I was pretty clear uh, with the team that I am fully aware that it is a hackathon um, hackathon spirited event, Global Build Weekend. And for me, you know, inclusion being um, one of the things that really is important to me. I was like, as much as I would love for us to work on my project and my product, I really do want this to be um, kind of a collaborative effort. So if the product that that we come out with at the end of this doesn't look exactly like the wireframes I had designed, I'd still be very elated because that means I had, you know, different perspectives on how to fix it and, um, you know, diverse um, opinions on how it should be done and what's important for the end product. So yeah, I, I wasn't um, married to the idea, but I did submit it. It was selected. Um, we voted on it and um, used it as kind of like a launch pad for what, what we ended up presenting on. So, so your um, project is called or related to diversity, um, equity, and inclusion. So what mm-hmm. does it do? So the thesis or like the one-liner for Soundboard is that we provide visibility, accountability, and guidance or leverage to DE&I professionals in the workplace. This is all predicated on a number of interviews that I had done with DEI professionals and the problems that they experienced when it comes to their ability to succeed in their roles and um, 
their ability to understand, you know, and diagnose what's going on at their company. Because it's not just a, a peanut butter jelly spread solution problem, right? You can't just like t- have everyone take diversity training and hope that it really fixes a lot of the uh, the bias DNA in the company. So, um, you know, the the spirit of Soundboard is to superpower DEI professionals, give them the data to understand where the problem is, help them help this company set goals that are attainable and achievable based on the problem areas, and then provide them with, um, you know, AI-driven insight and guidance on, um, you know, recommended paths or programs or areas to dig into, um, you know, largely because these individuals are doing a huge job, they're under-resourced, don't always have the support of the organization or the leadership. So, you know, this was like a hodgepodge solution. Like if we could make it one, one thing to fix everything, what would it look like? So, yeah. Your idea is absolutely phenomenal because it is such a tough topic and it is not discussed enough. I think, you know, um, from what I have seen in the industry, DNI is very afterthought. It is an afterthought mm-hmm. almost. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, what about this? And it's that's not how it should be. So I, mm-hmm. uh, I love the fact that you're building something for enterprise that is meant for corporate. You know, because it is so so needed. So I really I really love that. But you know, trying to bring it into like you said in a hackathon environment just makes it a little um, challenging. So what what did you? Yeah. What was what was the most challenging part, you know, before you got to the showcase and were you worried about anything? Yeah, the, I would say the most challenging part was figuring out how to narrow down our scope, because as you mentioned and you called out, DEI is a huge issue, right? It's not just about how to bring in diverse talent, but it's about how do you bring in diverse talent and ensure that they're represented and recognized in the work- workplace equitably and fairly and being paid and treated fairly um, and, you know, feeling included? And then how do you retain them, um, you know, making sure that you don't have attrition related to any operational flaws that you have that might ostracize or exclude um, diverse employees? So, you know, there are like three different facets of the DEI in the workplace that we had identified or, you know, that was originally pitched as part of the project, we decided to focus on one part of it. And um, for us, what we wanted to isolate for the product and for the build on the weekend was um, the recruitment funnel and how to provide, you know, um, insight and metrics around uh, hiring patterns, behaviors, how data can tell us that where there might be a bias um, and what solutions might be appropriate to in real time correct those behaviors rather than in arrears. So figuring out like what that workflow would look like was honestly kind of the challenge because uh, none of us had built software before. Um, And myself in particular, I'm a huge consumer of data, but I don't always know um, what it means to then use data and provide solutions in the form of a product. And that was our end goal, right? So um, I would say the challenging piece is for for people without software building experience to try and build software in a space that is incredibly layered and complicated and matrixed. Um, but we weren't worried, right? Because at the end of the day, we were in the spirit of, you know, if we, if we even get like 1% of this right, that's more progress than we could have asked for. And that's, that's more of an answer than we had at the start of this. Um, and all like competition aside, we weren't really 
you know, focused on trying to make it to the final showcase as much as we would have been grateful to. I think we were just, you know, four individuals who are fortunate enough to find each other and have a mutual passion for DEI in the workplace um, and just really eager to jam out on how we can solve for it, whether it's for Global Build Weekend or, you know, on a long-term scale. That's awesome. I love the, I love the fact that you guys, it didn't matter whether you won or lost, you were still building something and, and it was better than what it was when you started. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. So now do, when you, when you came together, did you guys have assigned roles or how did everybody work out? I mean, did you like have a team lead and you said, okay, did you have to worry about conflict between roles or anything, or they just kind of fell into place? Yeah, You know, setting expectations, <laughs> it sounds so obvious, right? But like, that was the first thing we did. It's like, okay, what's everyone's availability and what would you like to work on? And we worked backwards from there. So Philip, being our software engineer was like, I can only work evenings and weekends and probably won't be able to dedicate too much time um, before Saturday. So we were like, okay, that cancels out the opportunity to build a full-fledged product. So we have to build, you know, a prototype or an MVP. Um, And then we you know, worked backwards from there, like who has the most design experience or no code experience. And fortunately it was Sam and he was working uh, a full-time job, but was able to speckle us in during the day. So we're like, all right, we'll have that resource um, work backwards from there. Who's working on this full-time? And it was me and Jen. And we really dedicated a lot of time to refining the pitch, figuring out our story, our use case, um, trying to build validation through storytelling around why we highlighted certain features in the product um, and then, you know, worked our way forward from there. So once we had all that, then we had Sam come in, help us with the design and wireframe and structuring, and then Philip to come in to help um, think about the architecture and the build of it. So yeah, that ended up working out really great. Um, Assigning roles based on capacity and interest and skill was uh, probably the right thing to do. It sounds really obvious, but it's not the easiest thing to do. It may it sound obvious, but does it not mean that it's easy? Or <laughs> people listen, right, right? Right. After you, you know, you built your product and you went to showcase, and then you found out that evening that you didn't make it to the finals. Were you guys bummed? What did how what were you thinking? What were you going through when you figured that out? It's like, okay, that's it. We're done. We don't have to worry about this anymore. Like it doesn't matter. Yes, let's continue building. How were you? What were you thinking? That's an interesting question. <laughs> I think the team, if they heard this, would laugh. Um, there was a huge part of me that was extra nervous about even possibly having to present at the showcase. I am naturally not, um, you know, I don't like being in front of cameras. I don't like being center of attention. I don't like, you know, public speaking. So Sam did the presentation and we knew that if we made it to the finals, like be fine, he could do that. But um, for me, I'm such a perfectionist and I knew that we weren't going to have uh, a working a working prototype, a uh, fully working prototype by that point. So um, I was just not uh, super, you know, I wasn't keen on <laughs> making it to the final showcase, even <laughs> though I think the options were slim. Like in reality, there were so many amazing teams and products. But yeah, the team was definitely um, finding some humor in my general anxiety about possibly even... <laughs> making it to the showcase because it was a non-zero chance right so like mm-hmm. even if it's a one percent chance you just never know i mean some might call it luck but i was like i i would get unlucky <laughs> just kidding. um but when we didn't make it we were relieved but you know it was also like so much gratitude because for us we approached 
the whole build and the experience with so much humor and lightheartedness and just general passion. Um, so I don't know, it was kind of nice to know that we didn't make it and that didn't dim our spirits and it didn't affect us in any way. It was like, all right, didn't make it, but like really awesome working with everyone. We had so much fun, had zero regrets about the amount of time and time and investment we had made on uh, working through this and kind of weird to say, like was relieved, grateful and um, like, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so based on this weekend, you know, the energy was phenomenal. I mean, in a great group of people, very talented yeah. group of people. What did you learn about yourself going through this experience? You know, for me, I joined on deck because I want to be a founder and building a company and rallying people around your vision is a completely different experience than managing a team at someone else's company and executing their vision, right? So there's there's a little less, from my perspective, less risk when you're, you know, working as a lead or a, an exec or a manager at someone else's company for their vision. Here through Global Builds Weekend, because the product was based on my business thesis, I learned that I have a lot of work to do around gaining confidence um, and just believing in myself. Maybe that's not a positive thing, um, but maybe it is also positive, right? Like I would love to say I learned, you know, how great I was at managing teams or, you know, like leveraging resources. But in the end, I realized like, you know, I have a lot of confidence to build and I have to believe in myself a little bit more. And that's the first step in being a founder. And I, I had thought after months of research on this thesis, after so many conversations with DEI professionals and HR leaders, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to build this. But when it came down to asking people to con commit their time and resources to executing my vision, I was feeling a lot of like anxiety around that. So I was like, I don't want to waste their time. I don't, don't want to do this. And um, as supportive, supportive as they were and as excited they were about the product, um, that always sat on the back of my mind. I was like, oh, you know, you're on the East Coast. I don't want you to stay up late working on this. But they wanted to um, in seeing how much they believed in the product and the opportunity and in me and, you know, what my thesis was. Um, I learned that I also needed to believe in myself a little bit more. So that that's what I learned. <laughs> but No, no, no. That was very insightful. So having said that, what would you want to tell other women who want to be founders? First of all, I think this just goes back to like, not just women, but all founders, right? It, you really have to believe in yourself and take a chance on yourself um, and surround yourself with people who believe in you as well, because it's the only way you can actually get things done. <laughs> um, like it's never a solo journey. Even if you are a solo founder, you you are always building and collaborating and building with, uh, building, collaborating and, um, you know, driving forward your vision with others and make sure that the people in that car are the right people for you. I think I got really lucky with my team, like double clicking on like what I would tell women on top of that is, you know, I actually, someone sent me this article that said, stop telling women they have imposter syndrome there. It's not imposter syndrome. It's decades of hearing that they're not good enough or not worthy. And to that, I say, you know, I was like, any other woman founder out there, you are just as good and capable and worthy as any other man to found a company and to lead it. And you will be just as successful if you have the right team and the right attitude and, and the right belief in yourself. And um, I really do believe that. I think having this experience with Global Build Weekend and having this team this weekend taught me that um, I'm not an imposter. I just, 
I needed the right team and I needed to believe in myself a little more and I can do it. So what's next for, um, for Soundboard? I am going to continue building out um, you know, the theses around my product and continue to talk to uh, prospective users and professionals that I'm building this solution for. The goal by the end, my, you know, my stretch goal for the end of on deck is to have connected with enough advisors that, or enough individuals that could eventually become my advisors and uh, lay the groundwork for a pre-seed fundraise. I would love to have some financial backing to make this vision a reality. Um, I'm a solo founder and as much as I want to find a technical co-founder, it really is difficult to get people excited about building DE&I solutions because it's like the myth of Sisyphus, like you're you're rolling up a hill and like rocks keep falling back on you or like the rock keeps rolling back on you. And I think people feel that with DE&I efforts. So, um, you know, uh, I want to I wanna find some funding and a team um, so that I can, you know, do this and, you know, continue the hunt for a technical co-founder. Um, might be more appealing once I have additional support to uh, ensure them that, you know, we have the right reinforcements to make this a reality. No, I think, I think you're definitely onto something because this is something that is definitely needed in the industry. So the very best of luck to you, Sandy. I know you will succeed. Just hang in there. <laughs> and that's what OnDeck's all about, right? Defining the right people, having the right kind of energy, being connected to the right kind of um, um, resources so that you can get what you where you need to go. So yeah. uh, congratulations on your product, whatever phase it is in, because I know it's going to get better from where you are right now. And um, the very best of luck. Just such a pleasure to meet you. Oh, no, the pleasure is all mine. And thank you for taking the time. Hey, Bilal, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super excited for the crowd to hear your story. Thanks, Melanie. Nice to have you here, too. Thank you. All right. So we've just come off a real high. This was the first time that OnDeck has hosted a Build Weekend, and it has been a phenomenal event. I think there were 75 teams that came up with some amazing um, ideas. And your team um, came up with a really cool idea called Shuffle. And you know what? What really attracted me to the fact was how you were um, uh, marketing your product even before it was or while it was being built. And it was so hyped. It was like amazing. I mean, people are like so impressed. I, mean, I know you, it's it's probably going to be a, an amazing product, but. I wanted to talk about the whole experience. Sure. So um, since this was a first time for um, um, for the Build Weekend, they had, you know, we had teams and then people from all the different cohorts because you have um, ODNC, which is the no code. You had podcaster, you had writers, you had uh, founders, you had VCs. There was from every different, um, all the different universes that we kind of got together and built something. So tell me how your team was. Did you know your team members before you started? How many people were there? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, there were six people, including myself. And uh, did I know them before the Global Build Weekend? Uh, just a short period of time before then, because um, when ODNC started, we had a lot of intro conversations. And um, the best part about the team was that 
it consisted of people who I had some of my earliest conversations with when the ODNC cohort started. So um, Ethan was one of the first few people I spoke with. And I said, hey, you know, if uh, Ethan was actually one of the first people that I spoke with to to talk about uh, the Global Build Weekend. And he said, yeah, sure, I'd love to be a part of that. And prior to that as well, I had already done introductory conversations with everybody else as well. And so I was just like, hey, we're going to be cool to like, work together um you know I, I i remember reaching out to yelmer and i said hey like let's let's work on let's work on a project together for uh for uh for the global weekend and as soon as as soon as i got a yes from him uh him and marcus are co-founders at some of the stuff they work on so i went to marcus right away and i said hey um i got a yes from yelmer to work together for the global weekend would you be down he's like let's go why not right so that was a great thing um like i said ethan was already on board and then um we needed one more person. We needed, uh, uh, well, actually, we needed two more people um, because actually what happened was I thought we needed one more person because we already had uh, Ethan. Ethan's a great builder. He's a bubble expert. And then what happened was I was like, we need one more person to do a ton of like our marketing slash social, social media and stuff and, and, and distribution. Um, so, so I remember when I was talking to Sandy, uh, Sandy messaged me. Uh, uh, just saying, hey, I hadn't been on Slack for a while, so uh, just catching up on all these messages now. We should definitely chat. Uh, and then her and I chatted. Um, this is after the the first time we had already spoken, and uh, I, I pitched her and I said, hey, would you be down to 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 uh, be on our team for for Global Build Weekend? And she said, yeah, sure. How do I do it? And I said, here's the form. Just fill this out. You know. So she said, she said, okay, cool. She just filled out the form, submitted it. She's like, all right, I've done it. I'm like, perfect, cool. Uh, so she did that. And once, once we had that team set up, um, I, I started thinking about it. I was like, okay, cool. Like, if we're going to be building something really, really, really cool, we should probably have another person who's great at building. And so I had another person in mind. I had Vensi in mind. And Vensi is one of the best uh, cohort fellows out there. Um, and she is actually, I believe, one of the award winners uh, on, on Sunday, too. Um, so uh, I, I, I reached out to her and I said, hey, Vensi, do you have a team? Um, if you don't have a team, we'd, like, we'd love to have you, you know? And, and she's like, I, I would love to be a part of the team. However, I'm working on my own uh, uh, project because I want to prove a point by doing this. And she explained her project. And I was like, you know what? That's just amazing. That like, I, I can't stop that. You know, she's, she's an army, you know, a one man mm -hmm. army. She's awesome. So I couldn't stop that at all. And then she's like, but listen, her friend Himanshu, um, he's not on a team and he's a great builder. And I know Himanshu is a great builder because we had a workshop where I was there, Vensi was there, Himanshu was there, and a few other people were there. And Himanshu was teaching us some stuff. And I was like, this guy's amazing, you know? So as soon as, as, soon as he said that um, he, he might be available to, to, to get on a team, I instantly reached out to him and said, hey, man, you're on our team. And, he, and he's like, okay, that's all I said. I said, hey, man, you're on our team. And he's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, so, so, so just yeah. just so I understand, because um, you know, I'm I'm part of the the podcaster group. I didn't yeah. know what is ODNC. So when you say no code, does that mean that yeah. you're actually not coding at all? Are you just well, like taking pieces of something and building it together? Can you yeah. Well, I mean, actually, that's not a bad way to to think about it. To be honest, because the way the way no code uh, works, no code is a um, no code's a movement. It's a mentality. It's a mindset. Um, coding is very, very useful, but it's also very time consuming, right? And what happens with coding is that there's a lot of abstractions that can be 
put down into things that you don't need to work with using code. So if you can abstract that code away and build something without that code and still make it either just as powerful, just as fast, just as automated, just as accessible, just as useful, that mentality itself is called no code, awesome. you know? Yeah. So if there's, if there's, if there's some stuff like you, you've used Excel, right? Right. Excel is no code. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Excel, Excel is one of the OG no codes. Excel is also a database. It's a no code database. That's basically what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great way to understand, explain it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so you guys had basically an army of of builders or no coders in your group, and all of you were thinking very much alike. And you guys had to come up with an idea. Did you already have an idea of what you were going to do, or did you like kind of brainstorm and like? Yes, no, yes, no. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, kind of like that. So we didn't have an idea at all whatsoever. Um, we had a team. We had a really, really good team. And I had the faith that if you put together a really, really, really good team, whatever you throw at that team or whatever you come up with, it's usually going to be really good. And so the idea was to set up a Zoom call. And, and I wanted to set up a Zoom call for the team so that we can actually brainstorm ideas out. The thing that made it easy for us to go through ideas is that we're all builders, you know, and we're all creators. Mm -hmm. And we thought, okay, cool. So our lives are being made a lot easier by, the, by being involved in no code and having the no code mentality and having the no code mindset. How can we build something that could be... So, so essentially, when we were talking about brainstorming, we had some foundational tenets with regards to what we wanted to build. And those tenets were that we wanted to make sure that we're building for creators and other builders. And we wanted to make sure that's fun. So, so yeah, so essentially we wanted to build for creators and we wanted to make something fun. And we also wanted to have an aspect of social in there. Right. Nice. So these were just the foundational tenets. And then from there, like just, you know, we just threw ideas out to each other. Um, and then we settled on, on, on a culmination of a few different ideas from everybody. So. so your final idea was shuffle. Yeah, because the yes, shuffle was the final idea. And I think the 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 main driving force behind that were, were not only the foundational tenets, but the fact that we wanted more people to meet each other. Nice. Especially so is that is that what shuffle does? It pretty much just pairs up people and you can get to meet each other? Like yeah, shuffle's yeah, shuffle's pretty uh, interesting in the sense that um the the serendipity of real life networking is obviously lost online um, and the pandemic isn't helping. <laughs> so, right. so what shuffle does is um, it's, it's a, it's an audio only social experience um, and it's meant for bite-sized networking and bite-sized in the sense that it's 10 minutes long, each conversation. So you just hit this button on the app and what it, or actually even before you hit the button, it's really cool. So you enter the app and once you enter the app, you actually fill out three fun facts about yourself. And those fun facts actually appear on the other end of the of the receiver to learn more about you. So say, for example, let's say, let's say this conversation was going down on Shuffle. Okay. okay. So you would log in, I would log in, we would both type in three facts about ourselves. And once we input them, Shuffle builds a profile of you every single time you log in. So it gives you gives you three facts, you just fill those three facts in. Now, if I was to press the shuffle button, it would automatically connect me randomly to somebody else. In this sense, if it was you, mm -hmm. I would see your three facts right there while I'm talking to you. Nice. And then I can say, hey, Malini, so I hear you like podcasting. Tell me more, you know? Uh -huh. And then you could be like, hey, Bilal, look, I see that you like music. I see like you like traveling. I see you like doing this. 
tell me more about that. And we just have conversations. And then I could even be like, by the way, I've been thinking about working on a podcast myself. Can you give me some tips? Sure, let's do it. And the conversation goes on for 10 minutes, you know? Nice. And let's say you had a really, really amazing conversation. Let's say you kicked off really, really well. You want to continue that conversation. So once that 10 minutes is done, your follow-up screen is either you following up with them and setting up a time with them on Calendly, mm-hmm. or you can just reach out to them over Twitter. Nice. Yeah. I mean, but, but, the, whole, but the whole fact, but the whole point was that it allowed me to meet you. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I was thinking about podcasting. I need some help with that. Perfect. Right. Awesome. So basically it makes your world a whole lot smaller and friendlier. That's a really nice way to put it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, wish I, I wish I had that for the pitch. That's really, it makes your world a lot smaller and friendlier. I should write that down. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so now you have, so now this is uh, Friday night, right? And Saturday yeah. you guys are going in for the pitch, you know, for, cause you're presenting along with 75 other teams or 74 other teams. Yeah. What was going through your mind? Were you worried? Were you afraid? Or you didn't care? For the showcase? Um, wasn't too afraid. The whole idea was to basically making sure, okay, so <laughs> it wasn't a struggle, but it was just really fun to try and figure out how big are the slides supposed to be? Because <laughs> I, I hit up Rishi who organized the, the build weekend. And I said, Yo, man, um, how, how long are these supposed to be? And he's like, oh, it's just supposed to be like, you know, what you how, how, what you've built so far, how far you've come along, um, what did you use to build it? You know, who are, you, who are your team members and what are you going to build next? And I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be simple. So I sat down and <laughs> I started to uh, uh, use the, uh, this, uh, use the slide template to just write that stuff down. And then I just looked at it for a bit and I was like, mm, there's not enough stuff in here. <laughs> And even though, even though it was three minutes long, I was like, mm, there's not enough stuff in here. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool. So let's figure that out. Right. So what I did was I didn't want to distract the entire team. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I hit up Yelmer. Yelmer is a design King. He can make things pop. He's really, really, he's got a very clean eye when it comes to stuff. I hit him up and I said, okay, let's work on the showcase pitch together. And he's like, all right, sure, let's do it. So we just, uh, you know, the the dev team was just focused on doing all their dev stuff. Uh, Sandy, Sandy was focused on making sure that she's doing as much promo as possible on TikTok. She has like 300K plus following. Wow. Yeah, she's insane. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and she was just pushing it out to everybody. Um, it's even on our sneak peek, uh, sneak peek uh, uh, launch, pre-launch page. Um, but yeah, so like I said, okay, cool. Everybody's doing what they're doing. Himanshu, uh, Ethan, and uh, Marcus are focused on the build. Um, Sandy's focused on promo. And uh, Yelmer and I are like, all right, cool. Let's work on the slides. So we just had to come together and figure out, like, what are we going to include in the slides? What kind of screenshots we're going to include? Um, what kind of progress shots we're going to include? So for the progress, um, uh, Yelmer already had a couple of things ready to go for our actual build, but he even polished them up even further for the uh, for the actual slides. So it wasn't necessarily like we were worried or anything. It was just like, how do we make it so that it pops? And we also didn't want to use the, uh, the regular uh, slides. We were just like, ah. you know, we wanted to use something much more flashy, something nicer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and like I said, Yelmer's a design king. He's from space, literally. So he's like, all right, let's do this. You know, so he just put his colorful touch to it. And we, we had some really, really beautiful slides to go. But yeah, that was, that was pretty much like where we were when it came to the showcase. Yeah. But I love the fact that how everybody just got their assigned roles that you didn't even have to tell anybody to do anything. They just kind of went in there and they just did what they needed to do. I think that's what made your team like what you what you said was a successful team because your energy was like 
popping. Man, you guys were like it's, amazing. It was like it, it was the team was formed like Voltron. You know, mm-hmm. it like everybody knew exactly what they need to do, and nobody need to be told what to do. That's the best part, right? Like, right. you don't want to shepherd anybody. They just know that here's what I'm good at, and I'm gonna triple down on this and make sure we pull this off, right? So awesome. It was really good. Yeah. That's really cool. So now I, when I looked up ODNC, cause I didn't know what it was before. And it talks about, you know, building an audience even before you have a product and, you know, and you did a fabulous job. Okay. I mean, on, I mean, you came on zoom and you're like, I'm like, what is this stuff? I need to go look at it. I mean, how you were marking it. I didn't even know that you, they were like posted. What did he call it? Building in public. I didn't yeah. even know there was such a thing. I'm like, Oh, so I learned a lot this weekend, just knowing all how, people are building and you know it was, it was fabulous so how do you build a hype how do you keep folks engaged the building public thing is such a relevant thing for our time now um, more so than it was i mean it's always been i'm sure it's probably always been relevant but it's more and more and more relevant now because you're obviously now in the online age right like i mean you've always been on in the online age for quite some time now but the but the thing now is because of the pandemic you're spending a lot more time online now so because of that your marketing most of it has to be done online and when you're a builder when you're a creator your best marketing can be done online when you tell people what you're building when you're a company that's working in stealth mode and, th- and by the way there's nothing wrong with either method it's just if you want to, like you said, build an audience, if I told you like, Hey, I'm throwing an event. Mm-hmm. And then I went to another person and said, Hey, I'm throwing an event. And I went to another person and said, Hey, I'm throwing an event. And I, and I told you all, and you're like, all right, cool. We're interested. And then I started telling you that, by the way, at, at that event, there's going to be like these awesome, like DJs there. There's going to be these really awesome, like pe- there's going to be awesome people there, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to be like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to tell other people as well about this. Right. That's the magic and the equivalence of building in public when it comes to building products. When you tell people what you're doing, when you show people what you're working on, when you tell them what's inside it, how valuable it is for everybody, people start telling each other. And mm-hmm. as people are telling each other, what they're essentially doing is building an audience. Like that's not, that's your audience being built. You know, I think, I think you did a really good job of that on, on was it Friday night? when we were all sitting and talking about it, because it was like, oh, this is really cool. And then and then I realized there were more than one team that was actually doing it. And as we started looking, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You can actually see the progress of how people are building. You know, it's like it's like watching the Lego blocks kind of get together, kind of come together into forming something. It was yeah. it was it was it was actually I think that's like you said, it's very relevant and it's very much needed in, in this day and age than just the way how people are looking at, at products and what they need. And, and that's a, and that's a, just so you know how, I mean, I've given you an idea of like the actual mentality behind building public, which by the way, building in public is a mentality, just like how no code is mentality. The, the case for us building in public proved so, so well. Because, for example, with Sandy, Sandy had, she was seeing all the progress that we were making because obviously she's part of the team. She's updated. We were sending her all the collateral, all the screenshots, all the UX, uh, all the um, all the mockups and everything. And she was just telling people, her following, her followers, what, what we were working on. And they were telling us which designs, which colors to choose. They were telling oh, nice. us. 
the, our audience was actually informing what we need to build. So your your basic your audience built it for you. We built it for the audience, and our audience built it for us. Nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Like this is the magic of building in public. Oh, the I whole, love that. The whole yeah. idea. If I was to talk to somebody and say, uh, like I said to you, the event example. If I told you that, hey, I'm doing a party, and randomly you turn out to be an event organizer. You're going to be like, hey, do you want me to actually help you organizing that event? And I can be like, yeah, sure. Right. That's an opportunity right there to work together and collaborate together as well. So like building in public creates those types of opportunities, like immense feedback opportunities, marketing distribution opportunities, collaboration opportunities, just the the, the pollination of cross pollination of ideas, just insane stuff that happens when you start building in public. I actually tweeted out earlier today saying, um, Building in public can be very, very contagious. Um, yes. Warning, like once you start doing it, side effects include something along like a viral association with with really awesome builders and you'll become really good at what you do, you know? Some some cheesy, lame thing like that. But, the <laughs> whole, but And it was a response to Robbie's uh, tweet, but, it, but the whole idea was that, um, you know, we want to encourage more people to build in public. So yeah. going back to Saturday night, right? So Saturday night, you find out that you guys made it to the final. Yeah. What was going through your head? Were you guys like, ah, I can't believe it? Or like, holy crap, what are we going to do for tomorrow? What, what was going through your head? My head was all about the pitch. I was like, oh God, we have two more minutes. <laughs> no, it's just too long. I just don't want to be pitching for two. I don't want to be pitching for five. <laughs> that was me. When I mentioned it in our, in our Slack group, in our, in our teams group, I can only imagine what the builders were thinking. You know, there was like, oh God, like, you know, so, but by the builders, I mean like Himanshu, Ethan and, and, uh, and Marcus, because (laughs) the funniest part was we were using an API for calling. We were using, uh, uh, the Agora API and it was working perfectly fine for the first little while. Then it started to clonk out a little bit and we're like, uh -oh, Uh oh, what's going to happen. Right. Cause the whole purpose is that as soon as you connect with somebody, you should be able to talk to them. Right. And that wasn't happening. And we're like, okay, that's the core feature. <laughs> we're like, that's the core thing that needs to happen. So that's not happening properly, right? So, uh, so Himanshu is already working on this from his end. He's trying to fix Agora. Ethan and I are just like, all right, cool. Like, let's try to record this, figure out how we can work on this. And he and I record a choppy demo. It's the demo that you saw. Right. And that was all one take. It looks like it's choppy, but it was only choppy because there were a couple of things that were missing. Like, for example, there was a prompt that was missing, but again, we were just trying to get it like done really quickly, right? We just wanted to make sure that we have enough to show for Sunday. We realized that the that the API wasn't working properly, so we wanted to get the Twilio API. And so Ethan, he messaged me. He's like, yo, so I've been trying this out. I think I've figured it out, but it's on the test version. It's not on the live version. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's try it out. And so... I think he he had to so he had to go to the gym. So after he went to the gym, he got back. We recorded the demo, but then after that, he installed Twilio, saying, "Well, Agora isn't working properly. I'm going to install this API." And then he just goes to bed, leaves it, and goes to bed. The next morning, and and he's such a legend. He just d- did it properly. We recorded the demo. Everything is good to go. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to go to bed now." I'm like, "Yeah, man, go for it. Like, I don't want to keep you up any longer." We recorded the demo. We're good to go. We wake up in the morning and everything to our surprise is working wow because sandy wasn't even able to hear us earlier she couldn't even log in properly 
this time around, she could log in. She was having calls with us. We were having calls with Marcus. Like, as soon as we got connected, we weren't even saying hello to each other. We were laughing. We were like, this is working. Like, we're making a call halfway across the world that is actually working. That's awesome. Right? Once that happened, I guess the build panic went away because we now had figured that out. Now it's just more about, like, making sure that it's functioning enough for us to be able to show it, um, even if it's after the weekend. However, my panic didn't go away. Because you still had to pitch. I had to pitch. (laughs) (laughs) I had to pitch. And I had to figure out exactly what to say, how to transition it into our product, how to like, you know, like, do I, do I try to oversell it? Do I just try to like hold back and like, yeah, it was super easy guys. Like whatever. Like we just did it. You know, we 72 hours, no big deal. Like I was just like, Oh my God. And then I asked Rishi, I'm like, dude, how many people are actually uh, judging? He's like eight or nine people. I was like, Oh my God. Not that I'm worried about the judges. It was more so just like, I don't understand any of them. I don't know who they are. How, how am I going to be able to impress them? They had the, you know, um, a session where you could actually learn how to pitch that, that did that help you? A hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent. Oh my goodness. I was so, so, so happy that I went to that because first of all, Robbie's a legend, like super, super awesome dude. He, he's, he's a huge supporter of shuffle too, by the way. Huge supporter. So he was holding this class for, uh, it was a workshop for, for pitching. And he, he broke us out into uh, breakout rooms. And um, once we were in the rooms, I was just kind of talking to the people that were in the room about how I pitched today. And I got some feedback from them. And then once the breakout room ended, we went back into the main room. It was an hour and a, hour and a half long workshop. And so he and I were just, uh, sorry, uh, he, uh, he was still, uh, 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 he was critiquing other pitches in there and we were nearing the end and you know there were only 18 uh, groups that made it through so at, towards the end nobody was like saying that they want to get some feedback so I was like Robbie I've pitched today in the showcase I've pitched today in the breakout room is it okay if I pitch in here as well and get your feedback he's like dude of course like mm-hmm. here's what this is what I'm here for you know I was like mm-hmm. perfect so I did the pitch and he just took it and just like turned it around oh my goodness like he just told a story and i was like oh my <laughs> goodness this is amazing like he just took an entire pitch converted it into the, like this really amazing narrative and i was like okay i i need to reevaluate what i'm doing tomorrow <laughs> awesome but, you know? but um, um so after once you got the pitch done once you had yeah. the instructions from uh, rob at least you got a training from him you felt a lot more confident and you, you figured out what you were going to say. Yeah. I mean, like I, I enjoy storytelling. I just didn't know how to tell a story about a product that we built in 72 hours. And, 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 awesome. it, yeah. And, and it was just like, all right, Robbie, he's seen a lot of these and he's just like, let me tell you how to do this. You know, just tell me how to do it. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like now I know, cause I like telling stories, you know, telling uh-huh. a story right now. Okay. So he's great at, he's great at telling stories. And I just understood that. And I was like, all right, perfect. Like I'm going to incorporate that in, nice. uh, in, in our pitch on, on Sunday. But you didn't make it, uh, you, you guys didn't win, but that yeah. doesn't mean that Shuffle is not a good product. It's still getting a lot of traction. Which is which is really, really crazy to think about because when we were going into the actual, uh, the final pitch, I think we started off <clears throat> the pitch with 188 uh, waitlist signups. Wow. By the time we were done the pitches, 
and the high were off at, by the end of that evening, we were sitting at 210. Wow. And, and right now, uh, uh, as of this moment, I'm going to just quickly check for you. I think we're sitting at like 220. Oh, here we go. So we're sitting at 225. Nice. And these are all just waitlist signups. So, so what happens next? We were just finishing up the build. We we're just making sure the audio part scales. Um, we figured out how it works. You know, we're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have to make it scale and we have to make sure that it doesn't like break. It, it would suck if you connect with somebody so awesome and you're co- having a conversation for 10 minutes. And you're, <laughs> your conversation cuts out like three minutes and you're like, oh no, you know, so that's not going to be a good audio experience. It's not going to be a good app experience whatsoever. So yeah. we just want to make sure we fix that. We, we want to make sure we, we polish that up before we, um, before we get it out to everybody. Now I'm really excited for you guys. I mean, this is, this is a phenomenal experience. So now I have two questions. Well, mm-hmm. more than two, but yeah, two, um, this was the first time mm-hmm. That um, that on deck has has had a um, build weekend, mm-hmm. right? For for everybody. So I mean, people have been on hackathons before, but this is the first time. So coming, I'm sure they'll probably have one every year or one every quarter or something like that. I don't know. So if somebody coming brand new into mm-hmm. on deck and and if you had to introduce them to the build weekend, what would mm-hmm. you tell them about it? Uh, work on something you're passionate about. Absolutely, hundred percent. We, all of us uh, in, in our team, we're very, very passionate about other creators um, we were, because we're all creators ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and these, the, the, the problem that Shuffle set out to solve mm-hmm. or the problems that Shuffle set out to solve were problems that we all faced ourselves. And that was a common denominator between us. It, it held us, it, it, it kept us together because we knew what we were solving. Would that was your why. That was your why our why was so important and, and so well understood by not just us, but everybody else, which is why we've been getting that much hype, right? right. It's something that everybody understands. It's a problem that we all understand. It's like, how do we connect with more people and how do we collaborate? How do we meet new creators? How do we, how do we get more feedback on things that we're working on? Right? So my point is that if there's someone new coming to build weekend, find one thing that you're one really passionate about. And two, you're in a community, right? Pick everybody's brains. Figure out what's really common between all of you and uh, between you and them and try to pursue that. And in doing so, I bet you when you're picking people's brains about their problems and you're especially doing that in the context of trying to be able to build, you will most likely be able to find collaborators who will be forming your team. Nice. That is, that will be, that will most likely become your team unless you choose to work on your own, which is fine too. But um, if you're, if you're new to build weekend, talk to people and, and, and like my, my, like my, motto is like building tools and infrastructure for the creator economy mm-hmm. right and so i wanted to build for that and everybody who was in my team resonates with that mission because they all have that exact same mission nice yeah so what did you learn about yourself or is there anything that after this weekend you're like i absolutely have to learn this or oh i'm never going to do this again there's a few things absolutely 100 like i mean there's so many things actually when, when i say few there they, they were just Plenty of things that I really, really, after reflection, like even especially after the uh, the pitch, I realized like how important it is to be able to have, like I, I knew how important it is to be able to build a team that's strong. But one other thing that I learned was the fact that 
it has to be a team that knows exactly what they want to do when they're trying to build because you never i mean it's not that you never but like you don't want to be in a situation where you kind of have to tell people what to work on right what i learned just from being that team is that everybody was able to bring ideas to the table and when you bring those ideas to the table one of the things that you learn about yourself is that your idea is you think about the weakest link or, the, mm -hmm. or, or a stronger link or whatever the, in that there is no there is no dimension of strong or weak it's just it has to be a link okay all together everybody's like, connected to be, it has to be connected so like i said like our our main main focus was social for the creator economy fun and engaging solving these problems of like serendipity getting more feedback finding new people meeting new people collaborating with new people these were all separate 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 links that built a really strong chain would i do it again like would i actually want to build products again absolutely would i want to build them in in the context of a hackathon maybe you know maybe because when you're when you're this mission driven it's hard to execute on your mission uh within like three days mm -hmm. you know it's hard so again for the spirit to do it absolutely 100 i would do it but when it comes down to the pitches even man i need to work on my pitches that's for sure you know like i feel like there's personally a lot of work that i could do when it comes down to like storytelling because when you're trying to tell a story one of the things that i feel like we did really really well was to relate to the problem that we were trying to solve um as we, we was to relate to the product because of the problem that we're trying to solve but where i was having a hard time was like how do i portray this to the judges in five minutes right because because marcus and yelmer even they met serendipitously mm -hmm. right so like how 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 do i give everybody's awesome story <laughs> you know like that is one thing i want to learn like how do i compress that like and, and i struggled with that because i was like oh man these are just really awesome. like him again himanshu being on our team right i was trying to pitch vency to be on our team and she's like no get himanshu and i was like everything okay. happens for a reason and everything all comes together right but like everybody's but, important right everybody's exactly everybody important. everybody in that team was super 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 important right like that like i said like for me if it just came down to like learning one lesson is just like really really focus on the team because if you if you focus on the product like your team may or may not be able to execute on it but if you have a good team you can build whatever product you want. You throw it up, throw up, throw it up anywhere, and it'll it'll, it'll just shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Now, congratulations! I, and I'm sure it's it's going to be an amazing product. So, is there a is there a link where people can sign up if there was if they still wanted to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can definitely send it over. It's sneakpeak.io/shuffle. Well, thank yeah. you very much, Bilal. I really appreciate you taking the time and, and being part of the hype. I'm, I know we were all part of it, and everybody was like super excited. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. And yeah, the very best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Hey, Kylie, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I'm really, really excited for everybody to listen to what you guys built. Yeah, I'm so excited you reached out. Uh, it was a super fun weekend and there's so many amazing stories to share. So yeah, I'm excited to, to share our story. It was like Thursday, Friday on Saturday, you had to present. And then if you made it to the final, it would be on Sunday. So going in, 
on Saturday to, you know, before the showcase, what was the most challenging part before you got to Saturday? So we were using Glide to build our MVP and it was the first time that me and Nivi, who were the primary builders on the team, had built something in Glide. So there's a little bit of a learning curve there. It is a really intuitive platform. Um, and actually, one of the judges uh, was the CEO of Glide, which was super cool. Um, but I think that was a challenge, was just learning a new, to- a new tool in, re- in real time mm-hmm. while we're building. But um, I'm really glad that we used it because now I have a new tool under my tool belt that I that I know how to use. So I'm, um, I was in one of the zoom calls where you were talking about your product and I, and it was the first time that I saw the hashtag build in public. So what does that mean? How do you get like, you know, the hype and get people engaged? Cause even before you had the product and before you even got to the, the first presentation, you already had, I think, I don't know, 150 or something people already signed up for it. Yeah. What is, what is the build? What's the hashtag build in public? Yeah. So first I want to give a shout out to Amanda, one of our teammates, because right from the start, she was blasting our project and our idea on all these different social media networks. Uh, She went on Alpha, which is a woman's social network. She was posting on Facebook and LinkedIn. And so she was really crucial to getting the word out right away. Um, And in terms of build in public, um, yeah, it's really just about sharing your journey to building this product. So don't wait until the the product is finalized and it's all shiny and beautiful and everything works and it has all the bells and whistles um, because, you know, that's just going to take too long. You really want to just share the process and people love seeing into the process um, and seeing how things were made. So we were all just trying to share our journey as we went. So when something big happened, I just went on Twitter and, uh, tweeted out like, wow, we have 150 signups. And then, you know, we were trying to get to 500 at one point. So I was counting down on Twitter as we approached that milestone and, um, it just brought other people into the journey and the experience with us. So, uh, yeah, it was super, super exciting to see that type of engagement. But based on this amazing weekend, what did you learn about yourself just going through this process? If somebody, if, you know, if you wanted to tell other women, um, what would you want to tell them to inspire them based on what you went through this weekend? Yeah, I think um, join an all woman team. I had such a good time with this team and I learned so much. Um, These women, all of them were so impressive and so smart. And from day one, we were organized and um, communicating really well. And it was so amazing. And I feel like I learned so much from them just over the weekend. So, um, I think that was something I learned was that I have a lot that I can learn from other women, which sounds cliche, um, especially given the product, but it's so true. Like, uh, I work on a, a small startup and, um, there's three of us on the team and, uh, we work remotely. So, um, you don't get as much, real-time learning, but being thrown into a team with women over the weekend, working together on something. Yeah. I've just learned so much and, and feel like I have so much more to learn from them. So that was really exciting. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are busy getting the beta out and we're really excited to see where Yaya takes us. So um, congratulations once again, and thank you for your time. 
Thank you. And thank you for this interview. This was super fun. You're very welcome. Hey, Paula, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really, really excited to hear about your project. Hi, Malini. Thank you for having us. I love what you do, and I'm excited about this conversation, too. Oh, you're very welcome. So I, I, I have to admit, I did not know anything about your team until I started looking up um, all the teams that you know we could possibly interview. And I had picked three teams that I was going to talk about talk to. So and I loved yours, especially because you guys were a group of just women, you know, badass women, okay. <laughs> and you guys had this idea about talking to other women, I was like, Oh, my God, this so resonates with what I'm doing and what my passion is. And I wanted to know more about you guys. And how, you know, how did you come up with the idea and all of that? So tell me about how did you guys, how did you guys pick your team? Were you like random or were you, did you actually know each other? How did, how did you get, come up with your team? Yeah, we were so lucky. And I say we, because I, Jackie Newman is my co-founder. Um, we met last year to start a company focused on teacher burnout, uh, which is a different story. And through the process of working with teachers, what we realized is, hey, 90% of our users are women. And when we're talking with them through our interventions, which was coaching, is mostly topics that concern women between 25 to 45 years old that are going through a lot of changes, right? It's the first time that you are maybe being a manager. Is the time when you're getting married? Is the time when you're having kids? Is the time when you're deciding not to have kids, right? Um, with all of this comes a lot of challenges in life that only us women will live, right? There are miscarriages. <laughs> there are decisions about doing egg freezing, right? There are decisions of how do you balance having kids and um, being successful in the workplace. So when we realized that, we were like, huh, there's something about women being burned out that is bigger than the scope of our initial startup, which was Eggwell. And with that idea in mind, we had nothing. We just had kind of like the vision that we wanted to tackle burnout for women. Um, and, you know, a lot of just ideation between the two of us. And then the bill weekend happened two days after we had this conversation of pivoting. And we said, hey, what a great opportunity, one, to test if there is something here and two, to work with amazing women in on deck because I mean, we've met so many wonderful people. So Jackie actually posted, she signed up for Bill Weekend and she posted the idea um, in the Bill Weekend channel. And then we started getting <laughs> women interested in what we were doing. And that was actually really hard to understand who do we pick, <laughs> you know? Like, what do we need for a four day, you know, four day sprint? Um, how do we create something meaningful if we only have four days? Um, so we um, we ended up working with four other women because the maximum was six. Otherwise, we would have loved to work with more women. Um, what really resonated for us, one was, as you said, they're fantastic and they're badass women, but also they had all experienced burnout. Um, and the experiences were very different, right? We have Ken Watson, who is a mom, right? And she has been extremely successful in her career and she has her story. Um, Nibi and I am single, right? We have Kylie, she um, she has her life story as well. And Jackie, we all come, and Amanda, we all come from different backgrounds. 
still we all have experienced burnout and we were coming to this problem with a different sense sense of what burnout was and how we could tackle it. Um, so anyways, I only, I only met Jackie last year and then Jackie and I met these four amazing women last Thursday, which is so crazy. Uh, but yeah, let me know if that answers your question. No, it does. No, it does. So, so you basically only knew one person and then everybody else came on board. And then did you guys actually pick on who had what kind of experience before you figured out, you know, you needed a builder, a coder and marketing person, or did you, because you had such, such a great selection to pick from? Um, yes, I think we, so actually when we started thinking about the idea, Jackie and I, um, started onboarding people, right? So we met them, now that I'm thinking about, let's say that we met them on Tuesday and we started doing research, right? All of us, we interviewed 30 people, 30 women before <laughs> getting to Thursday, which was allowed, by the way. We were just blind. <laughs> um, and then based on those interviews, we started hearing, I guess, the theme of, hey, I would love to talk to my future self. I am burnout. I don't know how to get out of this job. There are options, right? I could continue doing this. I could leave uh, or I'm burnout in my marriage, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just doing so many things. I would love to talk to my future self. I would love to talk to Paula in five years or Malini, <laughs> you know, in five years. But I would love to talk to different scenarios, right? Like what happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? Can I find that somewhere? So a lot of connecting with someone that had gone through that experience that had been in your shoes. And I think based on that, we started doing ideation on Wednesday, the day before the bill weekend um and we you know like i think it was just a lot of ideation of what can we build in four days that somehow resonates with this bigger vision of connecting women with their future selves um and i guess to answer your question even before that we said hey let's just have as diverse talent as we have so if we have designers that's amazing if we have developers that's amazing if we have lawyers that's amazing you know if we have women that have been successful, you know, in their careers, as I mentioned, like, and all, all of us have been, but how can we create such a diverse group uh, that really creates creates a rich experience for all of us? Um, so I, I, I don't think we had an idea pre to say, oh, we need a developer, but we just said, hey, let's have a diverse group. Um, and then this diverse group came with this amazing idea. <laughs> Okay, so that's pretty cool. So you didn't actually like, because you said you had uh, a lot of people said they wanted to join your group. So was it like a first come first serve basis? Or did you actually have to interview them and say, hey, do you guys resonate with our idea? Can you handle this? Yeah, we 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 interviewed them. I and mean, Jackie did, Jackie did have, I did have, and then we did some together. Um, I think we were just looking for people that were really passionate. As you mentioned, passion was, I think, the number one component. And also availability. There were so many amazing women that were passionate, but they couldn't do the full weekend. Um, so at the end, yeah, I think we just went with those people that were like, yes, we love your passion. We love your drive. And I think that's all that we needed for this weekend. We just needed, you know, our hearts into it so we could all work together. So why did you call it Yaya? Oh, this is actually um, Jackie. Um, Jackie's idea. Her, her. She has had a yaya, a yaya, or a group of yayas since high school. Um, so it's just, it's her group of high school friends, and I may be misspoken, but <laughs> it's her group of high school friends that all support each other, and they have weekly meetings, and it's called 
yayas and yeah it, it, she's always had her yaya group her yaya crew and she thought it was perfect because all we all need a yaya <laughs> she was like yeah you can do it so that's how i became a yaya okay yeah. and, and there were so many names but this one just resonated with us and it was so easy to say hey it's a community of yayas i want my yaya and like i can have multiple yayas i can have one yaya i can have my professional yaya i can have my Personal, yeah, yeah, you know, like um, it's just having it's just having someone to talk to that has been in your shoes and can guide you in the situation that you are in right now. It's a whole concept that you don't have to do this alone. Right. So many instances we feel alone. So why why would you? <laughs> so so um, g- g- give me a quick rundown on what does Yaya do? Because I mean, it's by women for women, helping women. So is it basically like a sign up and you get to talk to somebody about a topic? How does that work? Yes. So right now, um, and we have so many ideas for the future, but right now what we are testing is connection, right? We want to enable connection, real conversation. So when you join, you create your profile that has only two things. What can you give to the community? What do you need from the community? Um once you fill out your profile, you get access to all of the yayas in the community. And again, we had, I think we're at 750 signups, which so crazy, but at wow. the same time shows that we need it. We need our yayas. Yes. So you have access to all the profiles, right? And then basically is it's a matching, <laughs> it's a matching up. You find, you swipe right on the yaya that has an experience that you want to discuss. Um, you can text that yaya if you want to have asynchronous communication. Uh, but also, as a yaya, you can offer your Calendly link for people to schedule time with you, right? So we are connecting them either asynchronously because we're busy women and sometimes right. we just gonna say, hey, have five minutes to talk about this, or synchronously if you are looking uh, to go deeper into that conversation. So it's really just, can we match women? Can they start having real conversations or real topics? Um, so some of the topics that I, I was just looking at the app this morning that we're gonna release hopefully a first version to a first cohort of women this week. Um, I mean, they were talking about burnout. <laughs> Do you wanna talk about burnout? Do you wanna talk about imposter syndrome, microaggressions? career pivot, negotiating a salary, which it was so hard for me. <laughs> yes. Right? We have personal, we have professional. And personal, I mean, encompasses so much, encompasses fertility, sexuality, parenting, financial wellness, self-care. Um, so we're just trying to have real conversations that you wouldn't find in any other place. That is awesome. I think that is such a, is it, I think that's more of a need than a want. It's like everybody needs that, right? So uh, you guys had, you got your team, you started talking about an idea, you started building. What was the most challenging part before you had to present? Or what was your biggest worry? Did, or did you even worry about anything? Um, I think I think not so much before we were presenting. I think it was almost like, how do we go from this big vision that we have of creating safe and vulnerable spaces for women to talk and create connection to something that we can demo (laughs) in a truly two-day stream? Because we started working on Thursday and our pitch was Saturday. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember the time, but it was 
48 hours. Um, so I think that was, a, we spent a lot of time Thursday just going back and forth. Do we go for a bigger vision and we don't really build anything? Or do we go for something that is tangible that people can sign up right away, which is the matching mechanism. Um, and I really loved having different perspectives, right? So I, I personally struggle with, no, let's go with the big vision, but I really appreciated maybe highly how sharp they were. Amanda, no, let's go for something that we can actually test right now. Um, so I think that was the, that was one of the challenges. How do we communicate a bigger vision than something that we can create um, during this weekend? Once we align on, let's go for something tangible. Let's go for something that people can sign up right away because there is a need, and we started seeing that with the signups. Um, I think it was pretty easier to. It was pretty easy to continue. You know, like putting together the presentation and the pitch and so on. Um, yeah, um, I think that was, that was one of the the points, the other one was the pitch is, itself. Um, <laughs> how do we create a pitch uh, that is compelling and it, don't, it not only speaks to the experience of a woman. Um, so I share my experience, I share why I started Yaya. <laughs> we all have our stories, right? Um, but it was almost like, how do we combine the story of one person with the story of everyone, right? Of all the women. Um, so there was a little bit of like, just a storytelling that we all did together. And I love it, it was such a beautiful exercise. Um, but yeah, I think those were the, the two instances where we had to come together as a group and say, hey, how do we make this decision together in a way that all of our voices are included in, in, in the product that we are creating? That's awesome. So now did you guys have to figure out who was going to do which part or you guys just gradually kind of took up whatever you were really good at and just went with it and then it all came together? Yeah, I think it was very, very organic um, in a sense that, again, we only have 24 hours. So one of the things that we did, um, and by the way, Jackie Newman, who, she took the lead of the team. She's an amazing leader. And I think something that she did really well during the kickoff was, what are we trying to get out of this? Um, who, who, is there something that we want to learn? Is it something that we want to practice, right? And what are we good at? Um, so I think we tried to have a combination of, is there something that we want to test <laughs> for ourselves? Because what are we really good at? So Nivi and Kylie, um, did, they worked on the app, right? Uh, they wanted to try Glide, which was new for them. And it was exciting to learn, how do we create an app from zero, <laughs> you know, there. Um, Amanda and Karen, did a lot of the storytelling of the no like the copy of everything that we put on LinkedIn, that we put on the website. Uh, Jackie is amazing at just recruiting people. So she was cool. she was the first one, also with Amanda, that designed kind of the campaign that went out to start uh, sharing the voice of Yaya. Um, and I'm also really good at the storytelling. So Karen and I started working on the website and how do we start communicating the story right away so we actually yeah we had a first version of the website by i think friday 9 p.m we put you know the sign ups out uh, no thursday 9 p.m friday 9 a.m sign ups were out um so i think it was just what are we trying to learn and what are we really good at a combination of that um and it happened really organically yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. in fact i actually saw you build in public you know i saw that the website and i was blown away i was like oh my god this is amazing so you guys were an inspiration i think to a lot of people so that that was really cool 
But after the pitch, because I did, I did watch it. Was and after the pitch, you were, you guys made it to the finals. Oh my god, how excited were you? What was going on when you guys found out? We were so so excited. I mean, one, Malini, you saw the teams were amazing. Like there were ideas that were just fantastic around mental health, you know, around fitness. We were just blown away. Um, and part of us were like, it's okay. We don't go to the finals, you know, like we're like, it's fine. I think the expectation, I don't know. I'm, I hate saying this, but like maybe because we're women, we, we are competitive, but we're like we're passionate about this independently of what happens with the competition. We'll continue working on it. Um, but when we got to the finals, we were just very shocked. I'm happy. Um, and I think more than that, just seeing that we kept getting signups <laughs> was, I think, the biggest motivation for us to continue working that Saturday um, and to, you know, like present on Sunday. Uh, but it, it was not expected to be completely transparent. It's not like, oh, we knew that we were going to go <laughs> to at night. So that means you had to step up your game because when you had to present on Sunday, you had to you so you started building, uh, you started having to build some more on Saturday, right? Yes, yes. Maybe and Kylie um, started building more. Um, the rest of us continued working kind of like on the social media side of it, like how do we continue elevating the voices of women um, and showing that there is a resource when you are struggling. There is a place where you can go for conversation with other women. Um, and also, I love what on deck did to prepare us, right? We had um, um, how do you call it? A webinar workshop with Robbie. I'm forgetting his last name on how to present, right? So we took advantage of that. Um, Jeffrey trying to help us redesigning, <laughs> you know, the app and the UX experience, um, which was also fantastic. So I think it was a combination of like what we could do, but also the amazing tools and resources that are on deck was putting out there. Um, they really prepared us for, for Sunday. Uh, we, yeah, I think I love the collaboration during the speech workshop <laughs> we got feedback we were able to present to prepare to do it um yeah that was really helpful and then you guys came third oh my gosh what were you did you guys have an inkling that you might win um I think we I, we didn't I don't know we didn't know we didn't want to talk about it I think lo we were lowering our expectations but again I didn't we loved winning. It was fantastic, but it was the messages that we were getting, right? After I presented on Saturday, I just got so much love from the on-deck community. Um, and we started getting so much love from our friends and their female friends and their friends that I think that was the point where like, okay, we're creating something that is needed. <laughs> we're creating something that can make a difference. And it may evolve in so many ways, uh, but what a great opportunity to get feedback. What a great opportunity to put this in front of amazing people in the on-deck community. Um, so I'm not answering your question. We didn't, I think we didn't, we were not expecting it. Um, and we were just so happy that on-deck was the platform to start, you know, building something so beautiful as Yaya. You see, it kind of validated your thoughts. It kind of, you know, by just the response, right? So thinking about, you know, the experience that you had um, during the weekend, what did you learn about yourself? <laughs> I, there was a lot of reflection that 
I'm going to talk about my personal story that I did. Um, because I, I think I struggled a lot last year and I was very fortunate to have resources that were available to, um, to have, yeah, to have found my co-founder um, and to have friends that connected me to other friends that were going through similar situations. But there was a period of time of five months that I felt alone <laughs> and that I could have used Ayaya, to be honest. So there was a lot of reflection of going back to that period, period in time. And it was painful. Um, there, were, there, were, there were tears during the weekend, just remembering how shitty <laughs> last year was, how burnout I was, and how it was not a, it was not the first time that had happened, right? Mm -hmm. It had happened multiple times in my life. Um, there was a lot of reflection of why are we doing this? Um, and I'm sure it happened also for everyone in the team. Like, why is this such a beautiful mission? Because we've all been there. So I think it was just more than learning, it was remembering and it was understanding why we all came together to work on this. Oh, so uh, having gone through this experience, what would you want to tell other women to inspire them? I, I think the biggest message is you don't have to go through difficult situations alone. Mm -hmm. um, it's difficult sometimes to find someone, right? Sometimes you want to talk to your husband, boyfriend, friends, <laughs> uh, partner, your mom. Sometimes you just don't want to because you may be ashamed you may be confused. Um, and I think the message is there's just amazing women out there that went through what you're going through right now and they're available to talk to you. So just don't think that you're alone. I think loneliness is, is what kills you, is what breaks you. Um, so yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're all here to support each other. So um, what is next for Yaya? Where can we sign up? Yay, um, you can go to joinyaya.com. Uh, right now, we are just getting as many people as we have in our community to release our first version of our app uh, in our beta version. So sign up, um, and then in the next couple of weeks, we'll start working with you just to get feedback. We want to build with our community. <laughs> this is not about building based on our stories. It's about building based on everyone's stories. Um, so sign up, and you'll get email to join our beta uh, version. Awesome. So thank you so much, Paula. So it is um, um, yaya.com? Join yaya.com. Join yaya.com. Okay, ladies, you heard that. Tell, tell everybody to sign up. If you want somebody to talk to, this is where you go. So thank you so much, Paula. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're in the middle of beta and getting ready to, um, to, to deploy. So congratulations on winning. And I know this is going to be amazing. A lot of us are looking forward to it. And I will definitely be talking to you more. So thank you so much. Thank you. Love talking to you. Thank you so much for the invitation. You're very welcome. Hey, ladies. Wouldn't it be awesome if you were always surrounded by your friends that you could talk to about any topic under the sun, no judgment, and they always had your back to cheer you on? Well, that is what the Brown Woman Collective is all about. I'm looking for 10 founding members. If you're interested, send me a note. Join my email list. 
starting soon. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. And if you love the show, please leave a review. Just remember, you could be one story away from being inspired.